everyone, welcome to a rapid fire edition of ARG Presents. I am Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who now certainly isn't French. We're not sure where he's from. The Brent. Paulson Yeovil. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the Himalayas, sort of like your game this week. There, oh, yeah. Eh? There you go. So if you joined us last week, and last week was quite a week in terms of shows, when we did the Auric, a crazy computer from another land. Yes. We spun the wheel, we made the deal, and this week we're doing a crazy computer from another land. <laughs> we're we're going to get no for these crazy computer <laughs> lands. It's Thompson Computer Week, Brent. Thompson, let me tell you something. I knew 0% about the Thompson, and now I know 1% about the Thompson. <laughs> because <laughs> this was not the easiest thing to research no. or find information about. It was no fun at all. It was tough. Now, let me ask you, and I know the answer to this. I know you don't know anything about the Thompson computer. And that streak continues today. Yeah, now, ha having learned the bare minimum to get by. Yes. Your thoughts on Thompson computers, uh, and specifically... The ones we looked at were the uh, were the M05, M06, M07. Right, that, that, that genre. Uh, <clears throat> this was definitely uh, something that could and probably should have competed with the ZX Spectrum. Um, and did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It's on the uh, par with that type of system. Mm. And I would say the games range probably the same spectrum as. Uh, as the Spectrum. Get it? I see what you did there. So let's learn a little bit about, let's all get up to speed, the bare minimum here with the Thompson computer line. So, um, you've got Thompson uh, releasing a, uh, the M05 in 1984. Now, uh, actually it's 05, 04. 84. What are you talking about? No, no, about? no. The Thompson, the Thompson 05, the O is not a zero. Uh -huh. It's, it's an, an o. o. And when does the Timson come out? When's uh. that one coming out? <laughs> Dummy. So, uh, anyway, Thompson uh, produced a wide range of these 8-bit systems uh, back in the 80s. And they were based on the 6809E CPU. Right now. 6809. Uh, I had time. a heck of a time finding uh, a ton of information, specifically sales figures. Um, they're not out there. All I could find was that the uh, Thompsons sold very well in France and sold next to nothing anywhere else. Yeah. Like, they didn't even try to sell them outside of France for the most part. Now, I think they had a plan, a cunning plan, oh. to eventually move outside of uh, outside of uh, the, uh, the interior of France, but I don't know if they ever actually did that to any great degree. Uh, I should mention that at the end of the run, Thompson actually released a uh, 8088-based IBM-compatible PC. Just Really? It's kind of interesting, yeah. So, you know, that, I thought that was kind of cool. So, again, we're going to focus mostly on the M05, yeah. uh, which was released in 84, uh, and but basically we rose through uh, the market 85. Uh, Built-in Microsoft Basic. Microsoft, you can see why they've got all the money. Yeah. They're in everything. They touched everything, yeah. This keyboard had a, uh, well, as it's described, and it, the way it looked, too, a calculator-style uh, Azerty keyboard, which is uh, foreign to us, but right. it's a foreign machine. Yeah. That makes I, sense. I would say, yeah. This had these the old rubber keys yes. you know, that we've yep. seen before. Uh, and, uh, again, ran on the Motorola 6809E. At a whopping one megahertz. One. That's all you need. That's all exactly. you need. Exactly. Uh, the M05 shipped with 32K of memory. I believe I read 
that you could actually move this thing into the uh, a slightly more memory than that. Uh, and I certainly the TO7, you absolutely could go up to 48K. Right. Um, so these things can generate 320 by 200 pixels at 16 colors. It had one channel, five octave sound, uh, and uh, which was used to a certain degree, at least in the, you know from what I heard. Uh, it had a cartridge slot, light pin connector. Got to have those light pins are going to be a big deal back in that they, day. They certainly thought so. Have you ever used a light pin? <laughs> I have. I used them back in school. Do you, you don't use them now at your current job, do you? No, anything? no. I, I mean, I what have. Do people use those now? Light no, pins? Well, no. Now everything is. Uh, uh, the touch technology. Yeah. Same basic bear, but, you know, way more convenient and easy and uh, <clears throat> accurate. Okay. Um, so, of course, this thing had joysticks. It had tape. It had tape interface. SCART video out. <clears throat> we never got SCART over here, yeah. unfortunately. It's funny because at the computer club last night, uh, our buddy John from Charleston has a SCART connector hooked up to his Amiga. And then a doodad that converts SCAR to HDMI, and then that going to his computer looks fabulous. Hmm. And I happen to have a SCAR connector for my Amiga, so I'm going to uh, copy his gimmick. So uh, gimmick stealing. There are a few did. of us over here that are going down the SCAR path. I've always heard that SCAR was the best way to go for uh, pure graphic uh, output on these and older machines. And apparently, the Thompson thought so as well. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, although apparently here recently, they've uh, SCART has been kicked out of the TV sets, and you're not seeing it as much as, as, you, as you used to. So as I mentioned, the the, the uh, Thompson was a, was a pretty popular machine in France. Now they had a ton of models. Get this, I'm just going to buzz through a few of these. Yeah, right? I, I saw this with some of the emulation. I was like, what? So you've got the Thompson <laughs> MO5E. Yep. All right. Then you've got, uh, uh, and it had two joystick ports uh, and a parallel port keyboard. Then you got the Thompson T07. This is this one was from '82 to '84, so this was oh, okay. like the predecessor of the 05. It had 24k of memory and 16k of that was used by the video, but you could upgrade that one to 48k as I mentioned before. It had an eight color display, so the uh, the M05 which we looked at actually doubled up on the on the colors on that one. Yes. Then no, that's not all. Then you've got the T O seven or slash seventy. This could go up to from sixty four k to one hundred twenty eight k and had a sixteen color display. So the T O seven slash seventy was seemingly better than the M O five, and not and and way better than the T O seven, which was worse than the M O five. So yes. the numbering is confusing on some of these. I didn't understand that one. Now that's the first generation. They came out with more of these. The second generation, you got your Thompson T09. That was in yes. that's also released in '85. It had 20, uh, 128k of RAM and a three and a half inch floppy. That's your floppy right there. And then you've got now. <laughs> here's your throwback: the Thompson M05 NR. This was uh, released at the same time as the Thompson MO, right? But it's a Thompson. It's a Thompson M06 and M05 casing. Okay, I, di I didn't realize that one. Now, All right. According to this, this was they made this for for schools over in France. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and th this is just the way it goes. You get the M O six that came out in eighty six. Yep. It's, it's got one hundred twenty eight k RAM and a built in tape deck. But keep in mind, in eighty five, they released a T O nine that had a three and a half inch floppy. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they had skews all over the map. This reminds me, it's like you got the Amiga. 
1,000, the worst Amiga. Then you got the 500. Then the 600, which is worse than the 1,200. It's just like, what are you doing? What, what's happening over here? What's going on? Can't we get these numbers right? And finally, and last, as we as we mentioned, the uh, Thompson TO16 uh, released at 87 had, was an actual IBM compatible PC. So I bet that's pretty pretty quite a collector's item these days. Now, that's I, a lot of skews. Can you imagine being someone in a department store? trying to explain to someone the difference between all of those computers. Well, I mean, it's like they'd all be out at the same time. So we got well, that, they, got that Yeah, they kind of would be. 2000, uh, or 2000, uh, 84 to 86, there were like four or five computers well, that yeah. wore the Thompson You're right. Brand. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. So now, uh, but before we get into our actual games, well, I looked over the library. It was pretty extensive. Thing. It was... It was there. It was way larger than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Well, I mean... It, it, had, it had over 100 games. The thing is, uh, you would expect it to have a bunch of games. It was popular. But, I mean, if you, the, the thing is, if it's, if it's being made in, basically effectively for one country... Yes. It seems like you're going to limit the amount of people that are going to be putting out stuff for it. I even, agree. Though, even if it did sell in big numbers. If it sold in huge numbers, I guess you'd get more action. Um, I, uh, I, I narrowed my choices down. Uh, uh, and I will say, uh, uh, I saw a few good games. There was a there was a really nice looking racing game that was out. It was, I think it was one of the last games released uh, for the M5, and it looked pretty good. It was almost like an outrun type game, and I almost picked that before I made my obvious proper decision with going with the one I went with. Uh, but there was a, the, the games range from um, CGA reject looking crap to yeah. some pretty fairly impressive. Nothing like really blew my mind. The know. graphics on the game you picked blew my that's, mind. That's that's true. But uh, uh, and this I this is I was flipping through the game. So like I said, there's a, <clears throat> over a hundred games for the system. Oh, I'd say well over that. Yeah. And, and I was flipping through a list of games, and my main thing that I noticed it was the same thing you noticed. There are games that just look like garbage. I mean, like you couldn't tell what was on the screen mm -hmm. using huge pixels. And then there were games that looked so refined, I had to double check to make sure I was still looking at the same computer. I'm, I'm assuming it, that the what you watch, and I watch a bunch of videos to try to pick something out. Uh, were, I guess these were games that were strewn across these various SKUs. No, that, no, no. I actually went I went to a website dedicated to the MO5. Really? Yeah. And, and looked through their list of what they had for games. Mm -hmm. And they had screenshots for all the games. Uh, so some of this, granted, I'm judging off screenshots. Obviously, I didn't play 100 games from the MO5. But I noticed that there was a huge mm -hmm. difference in quality... And it kind of makes sense if you if you're working with such a small number of computers, you are certainly going to have people that are just spitting out games trying to make a buck, and then you're going to have those dedicated to the cause that are trying to put a little more quality in the game. But I, I, the range of quality was all over the map, and I was I was taken back by that. You know, um, one thing we should also mention was there. T now, uh, again, being a non-French speaking person, that's um, correct. Um, I didn't see a lot, a lot of uh, love being delved out to a lot of these games. Uh, to be honest with you, in fact, just finding footage uh, for for post production of of 
both our games has proven to be, I mean, on our on the Thompson platform, yes, has been difficult. This was a very obscure computer. Yeah, on YouTube, there it has not. It's not well represented, to be honest yeah. with you. There's a, uh, I believe, uh, I believe Retro Man Cave did a uh, special on the on the uh, Thompson line. I believe, I think it was him. And then uh, it was LGR it was reviewed one game. Yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> that from the Thompson that I found. Uh, there's just not a lot of stuff out there, and I, I think it is because, and, and what is out there, ninety percent of it's in French. Yeah, and, and which makes sense. I went. I usually go to YouTube to see to get a gauge the popularity of something, and so I was surprised that this is of all the games we've ever done on this show. This has got to be the, one of the most, more obscure, tough to find footage of games. Yeah, you know. Now, with all that said, this was probably the easiest emulation week. We've had in a long, long we got, time. We got real lucky, didn't we, on yeah, that? Yeah, these have, and, and there were a lot of games that had this, Windows executables. Yeah. You run it, the game pops up in a window, you play the game. It's funny, when I first got that, it's almost always death. Yes. If you're familiar with the company that does this with the Amiga, uh, where they compress these games into an executable file, <clears throat> that's what they've done here. Now, the, the company does a real extensive job with uh, uh, an interface and stuff that's really nice. Uh, these are not that extensive, as far as no, I can but, tell. But, but they, I think they, they get the job done. They're functional. And uh, uh, I will say, I, I actually ran an emulator at first. Uh, uh, and it, it, I got it going. But this was way easier. Oh, it, it's like I said, it's amazing to me that someone has translated these games and put them into executors. Especially mine, because there is nothing out there for my game. I, it's yeah. like it doesn't even exist. Yeah, you're right. I, it was a, it was tough to look up even on Google. Yes. And I was like, man, this is un unbelievable. And I'm amazed that we actually found those executors that blew my mind. Oh, yeah. That was, I, like, I, I was like a miracle. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. So if you do want to play the games that we uh, uh, we present today, you can find the executables for them, run them, uh, give them a go, give them a look. Yeah. So, Aaron, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that you... With your winner starts the starts the match here. Yeah, what do you got for us? It's funny. Uh, I don't feel like a winner, uh, but let's go ahead and talk about uh, Bob Winner. Now, Bob Winner was uh, published and developed by uh, Lorciales. I think is the way you pronounce it. Uh, and these guys have popped up for two weeks in a row, by the way. So I thought I'd just do have a quick look at them. Uh, now they they were they were and I hope I pronounced this like Laura Laura Cells and they were later they dropped the S they were just Laura Cell and they were a French video game company uh, they came out they they uh, began life in '83 and they actually developed a lot of stuff uh, over both systems or not both but many systems they were around for a while uh, when they weren't around for a whole long time but they were they published a ton of games they did. Uh, I looked over some of the ones that they put out on the uh, specifically on the Thompson, uh, and, and they included a game called Turbo Cup, which is that that's the racing, the racing game I was game talking about. Yeah. Uh, a game called and and I will say a lot of these came out. For example, Turbo Cup had an Amiga release. It had an Atari ST uh, release. DOS. So these games were they were publishing these things across many platforms. That was sort of their mo. Uh, they had a game called Space Racer. Uh, they had a game called K, uh, KYA. Uh, they had Mach 3, uh, which I, I was hoping, but it wasn't. Then you've got Cobra, and so they've got lots of early, early games, too, in New York. These are these were later releases. 
they had a lot of they had a lot of releases and they were pretty prolific you know back in the day uh, and so they and I, I'm pretty sure that they uh, wrote one of the two games we covered last week I'm trying to figure which one it would have been uh, I can't remember off the top of my head it might have been mine um, they uh, uh, they went bankrupt eventually unfortunately <laughs> but they in, in in the short time they were around they did knock out 150 games so that's wow. they did pretty good yeah yeah that's a lot so with that in mind, let's have a look at Bob Winner. 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 I always want to call him Winter. No, Winner. Now, or, or if you look at the opening graphics, it's it's why Bob. It's Win Bobner. If you look at the uh, <laughs> title screen, they kind of wedged it Bob in there. You know, I'm gonna even before I get into this, I, swear, I when I was looking at the lists of games and stuff, this game made no top list. This game made no. Uh, uh, this game was vaguely mentioned places, but was not getting a whole lot of, of dap. And so when I saw it winged by in a video playthrough, I'm like, my God, what is that? Uh, that looks remarkable. And so uh, much like a, a, a child w that had a uh, uh, six-pound fitty who's looking through, the, <laughs> who's looking through the, uh, the, the, the ZX Spectrum cartridges, the budget, the budget titles, I was wooed in by the by the picture on the back of the box. Yeah, you know. Uh, so <clears throat> anyway, this game came out in '87, uh, and it's um, <laughs> how to explain what this game is. Uh, it's a it's a it's a let's go with side scrolling uh, action game with. Uh, beat em up elements. How about that? And, and that's really... I think that's wrong, but okay. Well, I'm trying here. <laughs> um, the uh, fellows that worked on this, uh, you had Bernard Ayrou. I'm working on these French accents here. He was responsible for a, a couple games, one on the Oric and one on the CPC. Heliot on the CPC and uh, Psychiatric on the Oric. And you'll see this a lot. A lot of these guys dip their toes. Yes. So it's funny that these machines would come up Came two up, weeks in a yeah. row. Uh, the graphics were done by, and uh, beautifully done, I might add, by a fellow named Bruno Masson. Incredible graphics. He, he, was, he did the graphics on another game I almost picked called Magnetic Tank. Did you see that one? I did not see that one. Uh, Quad, Mission, Mach 3, a Cobra 1 and 2, Turbo Cup, and Space Racer. So he, it's funny, of the three games I really wanted to cover, he did two of them graphically. So that, which explains why, because they look, they, all three of those look good. Yeah. And the music was done by a fellow named uh, Mikhail. Wano Gradoff, and he did a ton of stuff, but amongst the games he did were Mach 3 and Panza Kickboxing, which we, we both love. Yes, yep. And Load Runner and Turbo Cup. And these were all on various platforms. So there's another guy who, who, who worked around. So the gimmick in this is you are Bob Winter, sort of a, uh, a uh, all-around, like 1930s tough guy. You know, like a... a, 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 a uh, a smart, sexy, bad dude. That, that and he, he, this time around, he's going out to uh, find proof of some sort of missing civilization. All right, that's the plan, anyway, from what I could tell. Now, how does Bob accomplish this? Bob runs across uh, 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 the screen and tries to avoid deadly encounters. It's almost like. Uh, uh, it's almost like a, uh, uh, Dirk the Daring sort of affair. It's yes. eerily similar in, in multiple ways. I was thinking, I was thinking Dragon's Lair for the Ness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> now, the first thing that will strike you about this game 
is that it is in a uh, uh, almost a monochrome, isn't it, Brent? Yeah. It, it, it's it's got very low color output, four color probably. It's real low, and uh, it's almost uh, and on other on other systems it's got ported to. It's even more greenish looking. Yeah. I should mention this got a port to the Amstrad CPC, the Amstrad PCW. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. I- We'll uh, have to go down that lane sometime. Now, get this. This got an port to the Atari ST, the C64, the, and DOS. Now, I looked at the DOS version of this. It is absolutely dreadful. I mean, it is. It looks like wow. double garbage on, really? the, on DOS. It's all CGA. It's horrible. Oh, no, you can't do that. <gasps> well, yeah. you should be able to. It's four color, for God's yeah, sake. But I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, just knowing what I know of other computers like this, they went with the lower color palette to get smaller pixels. Well, what you got here with this, what what do you get for your money? What you get is uh, something that is unbelievably gorgeous. Yes. I mean, that's what struck me. The, the backgrounds on this are off the charts. Yeah. The the foregrounds look good. Yeah. It all has a very... Uh, um, it's pretty smooth. A hand-drawn yes. look to it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, graphically... This is at the top of the heap of this era. Yeah, you would you would be hard pressed to see better backgrounds in any game of that era. Uh, they are all monuments. Uh, they are uh, uh, you know various, and it looks from what I could tell. Now I will say um, before we get, I get into the various backgrounds, I did not get to these backgrounds because this game is uh, ludicrously, ridiculously difficult to control, but. Uh, watch, and I watched some walkthroughs where I'm assuming these guys had cheat codes because they were just they uh, did because their their health didn't go yeah down. because these guys I watched but the the, the backgrounds are gorgeous uh, you've are. got all sorts of uh, uh, it looked like from all over the world I think I saw like the London Bridge in there and the, and the Statue of Liberty and but I mean I I could I, I don't know enough about France to know. I think there's like a smaller version of the Statue of Liberty in France so there could it could have it could have all been in France I knew I know Notre Dame uh, was there. Uh, and uh, uh, I like the Eiffel Tower. It was beautiful. I mean, the, the backgrounds was. were just gorgeous. And he would, and this game is sort of a flip screen. And so what would happen is it was once you get to the end of the screen, the whole thing sort of scoots over to the next screen. And so it's not what I would call uh, silky smooth, but it, oh. it, it's it's not. It doesn't just blank the screen out and scoot over. It actually physically the whole screen scrolls over one yeah. screen. Yeah, the, the transitions are pretty well done for the era, mm. yeah. for this kind of transition, especially considering how how detailed the graphics in the background yeah. were to move those uh, and still hold the image mostly together was pretty impressive. I mean, I'm guessing what they did was they, they made a picture, right? Because this stuff doesn't move. They made a picture, and then when you go to the next screen, it just loads up the next picture. And then, because the, really, the only thing that's actually animated in this is the is your guy and whatever's going and the foreground and the, yeah and the stuff going on in front and, of him. And to be fair, the 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 sprites in this are large. Yeah, they are incredibly detailed. Yeah. they also look hand drawn. Yes, they they do. look just as good as the background. I agree, I absolutely agree. And your guy walks and, and runs in a smooth way. Um, Bob Winter is a is a this poor unfortunate guy. Never have I felt more sorry for a character than this. I'm serious. This guy, to be called Bob Winter, first of all, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? It couldn't be called Bob Mediocre or Bob, eh. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's got to be Bob Winter. And Bob Winter, trust me, he was, not, he was not Bob winning when I was playing this game. He should have been called Bob Corpse because I was out there getting murdered. Bob you know, in the hole. <laughs> so... What your your goal is is to collect these keys, and you, I think you need three keys to yeah. infiltrate this temple, 
And then when you get to the temple, they, it becomes like a tr- like a uh, an intelligence contest. Yeah. Right, which I tried to look at what this thing was going on. I even tried to watch it on multiple systems, and I'm still not sure about these questions that they were popping up here. Well, Did you look at the questions? Yeah, they're they're actually they're uh, logic questions. It's not my cup. Asked about uh, sequences. It gives you a set of numbers to plug into a sequence. That's one of the puzzles. Uh, another one of the puzzles is it plays five tunes, five notes, and yeah. <laughs> you have to use one, two, three, four, five to put the notes. You know, to play the notes back. Kill Simon. Uh, well, the difficulty of it though is, is you don't know what key goes to what note, so you have to work off the pitches of what was played to figure out what was there. It had uh, a couple uh, trivia questions, which I couldn't read because they were in French. Yeah. Um, you may you got way more out of that than I did. I was sitting there looking at that stuff like, my God! Just, I even went and watched the Amstrad version to get their questions. And still, it, the way it scrolls by, it's not the easiest thing to read. It, it's not. It's it's poorly done. It's like it's on one of those LED scrolling sign displays. It, it's exactly what it looks like. Uh, like the stock market. And, and the background that it's on is beautiful and is. really well done. Except for that weird gyrating idol in the upper right corner. It's okay, too. But the, scri- the, the part where the message is that you're uh, trying to answer the questions for is one line tall... And it scrolls very quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you have to figure out what it wants and figure out the actual answer to what it, the question is. It's very difficult. It's a very odd thing to put in the game. Yeah. Now, story-wise, I understand why they did it, but... I would go so far as to say it's wacky. Yes. Or even goofy. It's goofy. I will say it's the one time in this game where Bob's not getting murdered. <laughs> because to get to this temple, Bob has to go through literal hell on earth. Uh, for example, uh, you start off and it's sort of like a little, almost like a desert. There's not much going on behind you. And then you kind of walk forward into the, into the, and then this background start firing up. And I walked maybe three steps and I was like, what's one of let's have a look here. And instantly right in the back of my head, dagger that went about a foot off screen. You'll notice that yeah. it, there is no time for dawdling yeah. in, in Bob Winter. You've got to go. Because someone off screen has got an unlimited arsenal that they just chuck crap at you. Daggers and bouncy balls. Daggers, bouncy Yeah, the bouncy balls. Is there something is there something behind that? I don't They I, hurt real bad when they hit you. And he and Bob has a great fall down out of in pain animation. And you'll see it a lot. Yes, you in will. fact it's funny because in the opening, this is this should have been a telltale sign. In the opening of this this music's playing. It's like 30s music. And Bob Winter walks across the top of his own credits and trips and falls down. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were like, here you go. So as Bob goes across these uh, uh, these various screens, and I believe this thing's about 19 or 20 screens in it, a total. That's what uh, I read. And I, okay, I, you know, yeah. So um, you've got to avoid about a million, and I'm not even getting into the humans yet. These are just obstacles that are just laying around. You've got, like Brent said, the like stones or balls that come at you. You've got Donkey Kong plays a part as he rolls barrels at this poor guy. There are uh, uh, areas on the screen that can just be like I, I thought they were quicksand. Yeah, I think uh, that's what they're supposed or, to or, be. Or, or or real loose soil that you basically poor Bob sinks. We didn't jump over him. Uh, there's also uh, bees that come out. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, like I said, throat flying daggers. Then you've also got a couple of, actually got three human opponents that will come up in, in scenes that were, I guess, sort of similar to, say, like a Prince of Persia, 
uh, as you roll around, there's a there's a uh, there's like a there's like a boxing guy. There's a boxer, yeah. and yeah. then you've got uh, a kickboxer. And you, it's, it's savate. It's what that is. It's the French art of kickboxing. Okay. It's called savate. Sounds so, good. And the savate art. Said, so when you get to these, oh people, wait, you got to talk well, about I the know, last but I wanna, year. I want to. Oh, I you're wanna saving. Get, okay. So so uh, to, you've got two choices, really. You really only have one choice. You have one choice. But you can just kind of run past these guys. Oh like, yeah, you have. Which to. is sort of funny. Oh no, you had no. You had that. You could fight them. You. Your guy literally turns into one of them, and you fight them. Well, you're missing a, va- a very key element. All right, what am I missing? <clears throat> to turn into whatever the person you're fighting, to morph into their sprite and being able to do their maneuvers, you have to pick up the corresponding item. Right. And the item, sometimes it's on the next screen over. It's sometimes never... it's 12 screens yeah. over. Pick it, and so you have to, and by the way, did you ever get the item to turn no. into them? I didn't either. No. But you, uh, you, you. Once you get said item, you actually can. And I don't think you're actually morphing. I think what you're doing is just basically like Bob. You're put, mimicking. He's Bob's putting on his boxing yeah. gear, or Bob's putting on his Zavod attire. And then, of course, the last guy, dude with gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, although you can pick up a gun, that's so you yes. get that going for you. But uh, the shootouts with this man with gun were always hilarious because it often involved both the both guys dying. dying. Yep. In fact, I don't think I ever saw anyone get past the gun guy without getting killed. Uh, but uh, uh, so, what does this mean? It sounds awesome. Lots of obstacles, uh, uh, lots of weapons, some some different types of fighting, like a la Karateka or uh, or uh, Prince Persia. And when you defeat the the, <clears throat> the humans, you obtain their key. Yeah, to you unlock have to the be temple quiz. That's where you get your three keys. So, what this means is this can't be played. I tried and tried and tried and tried to do anything at this game, and I sucked. I fell in moat or I fell in water or quicksand. I got stung by bees. I got hit with daggers and barrels. Jumping and moving in this game, it's unbelievably difficult and weird. Yeah. What they this is the classic example of when you've got something and you blow it. Yeah. And they blew it, brother. Yep. Uh, if it had taken some of the elements of your game and, and just stuck them in this game, we'd have been laughing. Because then you'd had something fun. Because the the elements of this game that work, they work great, right? The the, the graphics. Even the mystery and stuff. Even the yeah. adventure portion is neat. Yeah. And the graphics are neat. Bob looks good. Uh, it's got some pretty okay music. I mean, all things considered, it's okay. Uh, it's got it's got a good look to it, and it's stylish. All right? Well, Everything what is, music there is. Right, right, right. It's a stylish game. I mean, the opening screen I thought was really nice looking, where it shows the credits and stuff. Yeah, but it's then a, the game there's no there's no music in the actual game that I, I was able to hear. It, it's like the answer. Someone said, you know, someone just played Flashback, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you think those are comp? Let's go. We're gonna really get. We're gonna really take you down. You know." And they get whacked. And you know, if you think think about this Flashback and Another world, which these also have these kind of nuttier, not they're even way, they're not as nutty as these, but they have these nutty controls and pans and kickboxing. These games are all from France, huh. you know. Think about it. I don't know if they're, I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting anywhere, but wacky controls and made in France. Um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, I think you're confusing, at least in this case, wacky with just bad. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a, a worse control system. And the thing, what really bothers me on this is you didn't need to make it weird. You, you need a guy to jump, like ducking for the knife. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And something else that happens is this stuff will fire, as I mentioned. It'll fire right, you're right beside the edge of the screen. Yeah. You've got no chance to do anything. And, they, and barrels, too. And you have health. It isn't an instant kill, but you might as well not have health. 
because some of the screens are so full of stuff. And the pits are instant death. And the pits were what I could never get past. I could never successfully jump over one of the quicksand pits. <clears throat> and that was that was it. I couldn't have paid any farther in the game. Because there isn't a jump. There isn't a jump. Jump is his stride in running. And, and yeah, he, he has no leaping ability. No. None. He is, he remember, is my do, remember, remember Doggy last week? Yeah, oh, yeah. What was that game called again? Doggy. That's right. Doggy could jump like a mile. This yeah. and this guy is the exact opposite of Doggy. He can't leap for a guy called Bob Winter. No, he he's a loser. He must be in leg braces. I mean, he's horrible. He's, he skips leg day every day. Every day. Typical <laughs> typical muscle head. <laughs> I hope he worked on cardio because he's he's definitely worked on squats because he's getting up and down a lot. Um I will say I read this and I was like I didn't I didn't see this when I played it. There's a uh, apparently when this thing was ported to the PC, uh, uh, it was one of the very first games that uh, that uh, supported EGA according to, according to the wiki on this. Huh. And they did that for the obvious because I'll tell you I saw the CJ version of this. It was just like this except it looked like so, uh, it, it was uh, it was like we drew it. I mean it was yeah. it was god awful. I can imagine. Yeah, you know, it was horrible. So. I guess what I'm saying is to summarize, not my favorite, not my favorite game at all. Uh, I it's much like everything else. I couldn't find any reviews on this except I found one on uh, I found someone who had done this game on my abandonware and they gave it a sparkling five out of five. But I'm not going to go with that. And I didn't want to use reviews from other machines. Although I will say I looked at the uh, I looked at the DOS uh, and the Amstrad version. Amstrad looks and just Amstrad good. looked exactly the same to yeah. me. Uh, it had good sound as well. Uh, the Amstrad is a very capable uh, machine. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, sadly, this one had everything it needed to be interesting and fun, except for the interesting and fun parts. Yep. There was no, the controls left the building. While so. you get the user review out, I will give my review. I agree. This game was absolute trash. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel free to jump in there and give us your full dissertation, but I think we've heard something up. So our resident reviewer, our good buddy, our dear friend, Graham W. Vipke writes in, we subjected Graham to this, and I'm afraid. Yes. Um, there are no winners with this game. That's I couldn't get Bob to win at anything. After plugging in the joystick, he still wouldn't duck. He wouldn't move fast, and he wouldn't throw punches against the Kung Fu guy. Savat. The animations looked okay, but there was no sound. There is no, yeah. I mean, the openings, the musical part at the beginning is good, but there is yeah. no crap, yeah. Uh, the lemon is chiffon and purple was in, as interesting color choice here. I gave up on this game. I hope you had more success than me. No. Nope. Four out of ten. That's a very gracious a, review that... from Graham. Gracious Graham, we're going to call him. Yeah, yeah, because this game doesn't deserve a four. I will say I don't have a problem with the color choices just because I think it no, gave I think... A, 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 sort of a painting flair oh, to no, it. Yeah. The, the visuals in this game were stunning. It reminds me of a, 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 something like someone took a, 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 a pencil and drew everything, and it's a, that's sort of the, what they were going for, and yeah. it, it worked. So let's move on. I will say... I didn't even consider your game, all right, because it looked so stupid. And so uh, uh, I thought, my God. And, it was, of course, when I saw what you picked, I thought, man, what an idiot, as I often do. And so let's hear, with that sparkling introduction, let's hear about your game. Well, let's tell the people. We've had the Urban Yeti, yeah, and you loved that game so much. No. I thought, we need to get the Yeti back into the Yeti environment, and I picked Yeti. Yes, you did. So... <clears throat> Tell us about Yeti. Yeti. Well... This is not an urban Yeti, is it? No, no, no. no. This Yeti is in his element, and he is pissed. 
Yes. All right, let's go. Uh, same publisher as your game. Uh, came out in 1984. Uh, this actually came... Is this the same publisher? No kidding. Publisher, I'll be darned. Yeah. Uh, came out in 1984. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, authored by a guy named Pascal Peller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks to be a one-man show. At least he's the only man that gets credit for it. So I'm going to say he did everything. He's the only man you need on this one. Uh, this got released several times over. Uh, it got released as its own standalone game for the uh, M05 yeah. on a tape. It got released mm-hmm. as a double tape. Why the double? Uh, it got released with a game called uh, Pulsar 2. So like a compilation. Right. Okay. It, it, one was on one side, one was on the other side. Pulsar 2 was a shooter game. Uh, sort of like uh, Blood Money or uh, Cobra. Yeah. That kind of vein. And Yeti, is, of course, is a platformer of sorts. Uh, so it came out that way. And Super then, Cobra is what you mean. Yes, uh, yes sorry. And then it also came out on the 107 on a floppy disk. Okay. Because that one had the three and a half inch floppy. Yeah. So this game got a lot of uh, uh, published opportunities. So obviously, it hadn't been doing something right. (laughs) Uh, This is the translated blurb from the game. Uh, A game of arcades that is already taking a lot, talking a lot about it. Everything is graphic, action, music, and stress. I don't know why they think stress is a good thing to have in your game, but it there is. it is. It's good. Thanks to these mini paintings, you will not get tired of this game. An abominable snowman will do everything to prevent you from delivering a girl he holds captive. Rescuing the girl. Uh-huh. Of course, this is all translated from French. I love this. This is, this is the best thing you've ever done. Keep uh, going. And as this software is completely crazy, do not be surprised to meet unusual fruits or even goats, to name a few, written 100% in machine and sound language, to have at all costs. I like it. And I agree. This is something to have at all costs. Yeah. You do run into some unusual fruits. You do. Uh, You, unfortunately, in this game, do not play as the Yeti. You play against the Yeti. That's instantly appealed to me. And I don't want to play as that guy. I've already made that mistake. Uh, you play as an unnamed hero, or at least that I could find in English translations, uh, on a mission to rescue your uh, girlfriend atop the mountain. He's a mountain climbing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently your girlfriend is very hungry. Because you can't complete the level without gathering all the fruit that's on the level to also <laughs> yeah. deliver to This her. was quite a surprise to me as I went to the first level the first time. So, <clears throat> level one of this game, the Yeti is, a, is high atop his mountain, throwing snowballs down at you. Rolling them. Yeah, well, throwing and rolling. Throwing and then rolling. Uh, t- trying to prevent you from getting to your... To your woman at the top. Does the woman have a name? I do not. I could not find an English translation that revealed her Does name. Does she have a French name? Uh, la, uh, la Let's girl. call her Yvette. All right. So you are tasked to gathering all the fruit for Yvette and getting that fruit up to her so she can uh, continue the trek down the mountain. As you go, apparently some kind fellows went before you and set up ladders on this mountain. It's a very green mountain. 
to assist you in your climb to the top. That's the way they do it in like Everest and stuff. They've got it that is. crap it smashed I, in the side. The, the, you got to thank the Sherpas for getting That's there right. before you and setting all this stuff up. And they really took care of you on the ladders. That's they what, do. They're, 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 and, uh, and elevators and vines. And they're, <laughs> the Sherpas went crazy up there. <laughs> Don't spoil the big surprise. Oh, sorry. So you're climbing up the mountain. You're gathering your fruits and you get to your girl. And then apparently she gets lost again. And you go to the, the second stage. Well, the Yeti, Yeti's smart, man. He says, I'm going to recruit some friends. And what friends is better for mountain uh, uh, defense? Goats. Yeah. Mountain goats, man. Those things can climb on anything. And not just not just regular goats. These are ladder climbing goats. They, they climb they ladders. They can climb up and down they ladders. They jump gaps. And they will hunt you down. <laughs> they are hungry for man flesh. Yes, and they are. Yeah, yeah they, they it, absolutely. So stage two, you're mostly navigating uh, ladders down the mountain to re-rescue your girl and avoid the goats that have been employed by the Yeti. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, there are some fruits along the way that you have to gather. She's going to be hungry when you get there. Let's be considerate now. So... You find you get to her the, the second time, and she gets lost again. So you got to go to stage three. Yeah. And stage three is when the wacky gets turned up a notch. Yeah, it is. Because I couldn't get past stage three. I had to. I, had to uh, say, I never got past stage three. Stage three. I didn't quite understand the uh, elevator, <coughs> how it worked. It 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 has it, it. The goats are still employed. It's yeah, good oh, to yeah. see. You don't want people losing their jobs. There's one goat that just goes up and down these two ladders yeah, perpetually. He, well, this he goat's a, a machine. He's a guard coat. He's a guard guy, right. so he is sitting there guarding that area. He's doing a good job. And he guards the elevator, the flip elevator that you have to jump on and ride to a, to a safety yeah. platform. I, I couldn't I couldn't master that elevator. I uh, died on that a million times. No problem. I made it past the elevator for all of us. Oh, good. So you get past the elevator, and then the Yeti's taking matters into his own hands again. He's throwing snowballs down at you, and you have to climb up, maneuver all those. <clears throat> And then it appears that the Yeti has sneezed on a block, and his mucus is is kind of going up and down, bouncing in the wind that you have to avoid. I thought it was a giant, like, musher. Well, well it's a, I thought it was like a machine or something. It is different. definitely not a machine. It's a mucus musher. How do you figure, where do you get mucus it out is, of that? It is, it is a, a slightly pink Did you colored read that? mucus. No, that's what it is. Mucus? It's, that's gross. It's, no, it's what it is. It's either that or one of those big slug things. I thought it was a gimmick where, like, maybe they were uh, they were pounding ice down or something. They left the machine up there. You know what I'm saying? No, it's it's. You're it, talking about the thing that moves brr, like brr. fluid. Well, I'm just saying, mucus. Anyway, that's gross. So you, you apparently your girl's not very hungry on this stage because you only have one cherry to pick up and deliver to her. Yeah, she's been eating a ton of uh, unusual fruit the whole time. And then you go to stage four. Stage four <laughs> is where it all comes together. I had together. to watch a video of stage four, but what a stage. <clears throat> What's going on here? Explain stage, this one to me. Stage four, first of all, again, like I said before, your girl's not too hungry, so all you have to do is get a strawberry. And this strawberry is the most out-of-the-way strawberry. It took me forever to figure out how to get this strawberry. The fruits are cunningly placed. They are. Yeah. They are. You. The yet The Yeti knows. They're all traps. And what better way to protect the Yeti found some money for some more uh, henchmen? At what did he bring to the party? Kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. 
Some people might tell you they're bunnies. They're not bunnies. They're man-sized. These I thought are they, kangaroos. I thought they were kangaroos, too. Cause, but, I mean, they'd be huge bunnies. Yeah. So, these kangaroos also brown. just so continuously that. jump to their death in a, in, a, in a hope that you will smash into them and fall to your death as well. And the, all they basically do is, is, literally, they hop down the board and then jump off the side. So, you've got the kangaroo to deal with. Plus... Apparently, you've got vines up in... Maybe, yeah. maybe this is more down towards the bottom. And you have to swing on the vines... Uh, Could be ropes. Uh, no, like Jungle King ropes. style. Yeah. And uh, the Yeti's still up there throwing snowballs. So you've got obstacles all over the place. But you also have your trusty spring. And when you bet... you There's a place you can't get to. And you're like, what are you going to do? You jump off the side, hit that spring, and then bounce right back over to where you need to be. Sort of a Popeye sort of a thing. It, it, it's glorious. Yeah. You jump across, you swing across a couple of vines, you save your girl, and it all starts again. So this is a Donkey Kong-esque platformer with, thank you, OBS, with platformer, it has uh, enemies, a variety of enemies, tons of pickups, and it has a great stage design. I love this game. I played it until I beat the loop. The loop was required for me to be, and I, it, I, it took me about two hours. Uh, one thing that's great about this game, you can play it one player, two player, or entertainment mode. And in the entertainment mode, it gives you unlimited lives. So you're just there to see how far you can get. I found that out too late. Oh, I thought, I was, I thought it was a demo. No. I thought it was. I no. saw it. I, it's funny. I just hit it last night. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So, Yeti, what did you think, Aaron? I obviously love the game. <clears throat> what did you think of it? You know, we uh, we look at a lot of games, you know. And, I, of course, I do a couple of this. I look at a lot of games every week. And we look at a lot of, of uh, we've looked at a lot of crazy systems over the years, you know, over the years. So, <laughs> and I'll tell you, this is the, these are the slaw, the, the the moments, the the very few moments that happen, where you stumble, uh, bass backwards into something that is glorious, yes. glorious. I tell you, it's glorious. All praise to the Thompson M O five. And the guy that made this game, what'd you say his name was? Give this guy props, yo. He's this, awesome. Uh, Pascal Peller. That's right. Listen, when I loaded this thing up, I thought, look at this. It's a Donkey Kong total ripoff, all right? And it is. Don't get me wrong. But first of all, Donkey, if you're going to rip off something, rip off the best. Yeah. And secondly, the addition of the fruit is a huge... The mandatory pickups? The, the addition of having to get the fruit makes a huge difference in the amount of fun this game is. Uh, the, the It really changes the dynamic of the game. Yeah. This game is somewhere between Donkey Kong and, like, uh, minor 2049er. In fact, the, some of the, the level designs remind me, the second level in particular, reminded me of, a, like, a minor 2049er level. In minor 2049er, you have to go everywhere. So it's uh, that's too much. Yeah. Donkey Kong, there's nothing. This one is somewhere in the middle. Getting the fruit makes this a lot more fun. And I'll tell you, the level design in this is very clever. Yes. 
Uh, I watched the fourth level. It looks insane. I can't wait it, to try it's it. It's crazy. It is. Uh, but the, uh, they did a great job uh, w- working with what they had. I know graphically, this is not no great shakes by any stretch of the yeah. It's a simple game. Yeah, it, the lack of animation when you climb ladders uh, was really disappointing. Uh, because your sprite, your your guy looks pretty good. He's wearing a backpack. Yeah. He's got the hat on. Yeah. Uh, your woman he, doesn't look great. She looks, you know. She looks good enough. Yeah. <clears throat> but he he when he runs, he moves. He his hands go up and down. Um, uh, but not having animations going up and down ladders was it was a cop. Now problem. the game is not without flaw. <laughs> aside from what Brent said, uh, negotiating the ladders uh, is a. Uh, a, a, a easy task. No, use it, your you, diagonals. You have to. You have to get used to it. All right. And this is a. It's funny how often ladder climbing in games gets on my nerves because it can be so a, a pain in the butt to get up. Now I did play this with a keyboard. Oh uh, yeah, that's and, the way to so, play it. Uh, I, I think with a joystick, this is going to go right on the arcade machine because this has got arcade controls written all over it. Uh, I love this game. I just loved it. I'm a sucker for games like this. And you know, I love Jumpman. I love Donkey Kong. Uh, I love games like this. Single screen platform games are, are sort of my bag. I love different stages. And the stages are all varied and crazy. Like I said, the first level, I mean, you're going to see some Donkey Kong uh, <clears throat> inspiration, influence in there. They rip off chunks of the levels, but not the entire level. So to me, this is a little bit like Donkey Kong... Uh, uh, two that we have the, the ROM hack. It's not as hard, but it's just someone took the, don- the basic building blocks of Donkey Kong and just went crazy with them. And then added, I mean, the vines are a great add. Yes. Uh, the spring is cool. The enemies are wacky. Uh, I like the, I liked every bit of this game. Uh, it, it controlled great. Yeah. If you, if you feel froggy, right? Go get one of these EXEs. This game's another one that was compressed into one Windows run executable. And I know it looks goofy and ugly. Go give this thing a shot. You will be surprised at how much fun it is. Yes. I played the crap out of this game, to be honest with you. I wish I, if I had more time, I'd have played it more, but I had to fit my game in. Oh. And I spent a lot of time trying to negotiate Bond that. Falling in holes. Yeah. It, this game's the exact opposite. This is the way that guy should have jumped in the first game. Yeah. You know, give me some, get some distance under you, son. You're Bob Winter, for God's sakes. This Sherp is kicking your tail. <clears throat> I love this game. Bottom line, this is a must-play. Of all the games we play on this show, I'll, I'm not sure I've ever been quite so surprised. <clears throat> and it was right up there amongst my favorites. Of course, I don't want to glorify it too much. It's a Donkey Kong ripoff. It is what it is. It's a Donkey Kong ripoff, but at least they advanced it somewhat. They took, you know what they did? They said, here's Donkey Kong. We want to add our spin on it. We want to make it our own thing. And they did. Yeah. I, I think... They having, being him. Yes. Yeah. I think having the Yeti throw snowballs, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. But <clears throat> collecting all the fruits, good. And, and, like, if you get to the top and you don't have all the fruits, <clears throat> your chick just won't respond to you. Yeah. She's it's, like, I want more fruit. Yeah. I, I see. I looked at it a different way. I thought since you're up in the Himalayas or whatever, your your guy is hungry and he's, he doesn't have the energy to, to. Well, but then what? Explain how do you get to the girl and if you well, don't you have get to her, but she's he's so ragged and haggard that she won't. She doesn't know who he is. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, that's an interesting take. That's the way, that's the way I'm going to look at uh, it. But this game, the sound effects, uh, the music. They're all they're mostly beeps and boops. Yeah. Uh, but they're good enough. 
the graphics they're they're they have some clipping uh they have uh they're not great be- they're not beautiful but they're good enough the first level has no bottom <laughs> oh a lot of the screens are like that's that. bizarre but at the end of the day this played fun you got better as you played and a little tip for all those that might check this out you don't jump with momentum so you can tap 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 to the very edge of the platform jump and you still get your full uh, distance <clears throat> that's very important when you're trying to get the strawberry on the last stage because that jump is incredibly difficult unless you tap 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 to the edge of the, the, the edge of the platform and then jump tap a tap a tap that's right if i'd have had tap a tap a tap i'd have probably beat this thing in 45 minutes let me ask you a question as far as you know did this get released on any other system it there are many yetis but none are like this one this is the only platform donkey kong yeti game out there so that this I was is able a to find. this is a one system gig right i here. believe so that's not normally in uh that company's mo i i, I so we, looked, have to, we have to go back and double I, check i that. looked for other, like there's a yeti on commodore 64 yeah but it's a completely different game mm. well i mean it's a pretty obvious name i guess so uh we love this one so let's see what our resident reviewer graham w vebke thinks uh, if i know graham i think he's gonna probably dig it uh, what an interesting take on Donkey Kong clone. On a Donkey Kong clone. You control a guy trying to get his girlfriend avoiding the snowball sit down from the Yeti. It has little quirks that's made me laugh. You can't skip collecting the fruits. You must get them all or you can't save the girl. On the second level, there are jumping deer. See, how those are goats, I think. <laughs> oh, they're definitely goats. But they climb ladders, too, which is quite unfair. <laughs> I really like uh, 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 the Sislic audio sounds. Sislic? Cyclic, anyway, beep, beep, boop, beep. reminded me of an arpeggio at times, and the sprites and color scheme is pretty decent too. Yep. Very little color clash. I like this game. Eight out of ten. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with all. Graham of that. gets it. Graham gets it. So we we had one winner and one loser. But one thing's for sure: when we spin the wheel, we're all winners. Let's or spin losers. This we'll see. All right, Brent. Tell them what we added this week. You didn't tell me. Yes, I did. The Jupiter Ace. Oh yeah. You demanded it, and we put it on here because we haven't had enough weird computers from other countries. That's true. We're, you know what? I'm ready for something a little tamer. I'm ready for something a little more... Wait, you haven't got your fill of weird European I have. Computers? And I, you know what? Before we spend this, I enjoyed my trip down the M05 lane. Uh, there wasn't a lot of information out there to be had, but... And by the way, nothing on eBay for any of the computers. Oh, no. I looked. I couldn't find Jack Squad. No, I looked. Yeah. Uh, I should have looked on eBay France. Actually, that might have actually worked. But <clears throat> I enjoyed what I played, and I am going, especially since the games are so easy with the executables to, to get out there and play. I'm going to take a look at some more of these things. Oh just yeah, on my own time. that that really does make it a lot easier. I, yeah. I do strongly recommend everyone gives Yeti a shot. So Absolutely. you redeemed yourself for Urban Yeti. Oh, they're both good. No, Urban Yeti's worst, the worst thing I've ever seen. Spin this sucker. Come on, Jupiter Ace, make it three in a row. All right, what do we Uh-oh. got there, Brent? Uh-oh. And the winner Uh-oh. is... Bizarro Spin time. Okay, you know what that means. Spin it again. And For we have those to... that don't know, Bizarro Spin, we spin again. What it lands on, we will pick each other's game yep. to review. I mean, we both play both, but now we're picking each other's game, so we might not get the one we want. We never get the one we want, actually. All right, here we go. If we Bizarro again, we just go back. 
don't think that would be <laughs> All right, issue. what do you got? The winner is... GameCube! GameCube, okay, wow. Uh, it's amazing, we've never covered this. Uh, I know what you're time. playing. Oh, you've already got one picked out Absolutely. for me, do you? Oh, what a punk. So I'm picking what you would have played if, or what I would have played if I got a pick. Well, GameCube should be interesting. That's a, a one of the more modern machines we've played. We're going from Absolutely. one side, uh, side of the coin to the other. Hey, uh, just a reminder that uh, uh, ARG Presents is also available in podcast form. Yes. So consult your local podcatcher for uh, to pick us up, listen to us on the go. Always a good time. Uh, we record every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are far more consistent than me and Boat. Due to we are, yeah, we are because, on the nose. Because uh, uh, we don't have anything to do There's Sunday no mornings. work, right. There's no <laughs> so work it's a bit easier. Um, we uh, uh, have a, a good chat going today. What do you got going in the chat room, Brent? Uh, we got Duncan Styles. We got Picard, Mohawk Mall, Terror K. Uh, we had some, some new... Uh, voices in here. Colin409. He's not new. No, no, not him. ZZZ, although I think he was just uh, sleeping, look, looking for the wrong things when he came in here. So pretty good run at chat. Uh, a, lot, also, a lot of these people from, from Computer Club last night, they they got up early. Just yeah, like we, we, crazy we, time. Yeah. Hey, and also, I want to do a, a give a shout out to all the patrons out there that, that support uh, this and the ZX Spectrum show and the Amiga show. Uh, be looking... For your call out for pie pieces for uh, the Thanksgiving marathon here at ARG, those should be coming to you relatively soon to get your uh, suggestions. So if you're out there, you're a patron, and you want to see something put on the wheel that will get played during the marathon, uh, be looking for that. Something else I want to mention to our uh, uh, listeners and viewers. Uh, for those of you that remember, we ran a uh, Decorate Our Arcade contest. Uh, gosh, it's been five months ago or something like that. And we have begun implementing your suggestions. As I look, as I behold upwards here, we're in the process of mounting the large artwork in here and get it, start getting that going. So as soon as we get this stuff in a, in a that nice... That will probably also get revealed on state, it will be That's right. We'll, be, we'll have it ready to get. Hopefully, Brent will have his other little art project good to go then as well. So, next week... GameCube Brent. It should be interesting. Bizarro GameCube. So we will uh, leave it there. Adios and uh, so long to France and the UK. And thank you for your crazy computers. And I'm sure we'll be back that way again That's somewhere it. down the line. And so until next week with GameCube, I bid you adieu. Oh.